Welcome back to the Lorcana Cast, your premier trading card game podcast for Lorcana. It is a wonderful time because we are now in the year 2023. So happy new year. Yay! Celebrate good times tonight. And we are here to talk about Disney Lorcana news and its official news, not speculation. So over the last couple weeks in December, we've gotten news about different deck building restrictions, two new cards. And so we brought the team together to discuss what we think about these announcements, what we think about the cards. We've also got some listener questions. So there's a ton of great stuff to talk about all in this week's show. So we've got Chris, we've got Jason, and we've got that guy with the beard. I think his name is Skeff. Correct me if I'm wrong. That is act- That is very accurate, actually. Okay, That's a cool. crazy, crazy guy with a beard. It's normally accurate. There's like a third fist hiding in your beard somewhere. We will never know. Or last week's lunch, we'll, we'll find out at Gen Con, hopefully. This is true. This is true. We will find out in <laughs> Gen Con. We all meet in person. Welcome to the show, everybody. How is the team doing? How are y'all? Did you have a good New Year's? I'm awesome. This is Bates. Um, just excited for the New Year. I got to hang on my family. We're recording this on New Year's Eve. Got to take on my family tonight watching uh, my daughter saw Harry Potter for the first time. So that was cool. Oh, wow. Cool. What a dude. That's a moment. That's a moment. Did Harry you put Potter your name the in the time. Potter or in the Chalice Harry? Was that the first movie? No, that wasn't. No, the first no, movie. no. That was way he, deep. Yeah. In movies. Wow. I was like, I didn't just see that. I'm pretty sure I didn't see that part yet. <laughs> so. he's, a, he's a wizard, Harry. You're a wizard. Right. There we go. There, thank you. I appreciate that. that I saw that tonight. Yes. You're, you're a Harry wizard. You're a wizard, Harry. <laughs> How's everybody else doing? Doing, doing, doing good, brother. Can't complain. I'm waiting for an invitation to Hogwarts still. It hasn't showed up yet. <laughs> I think we're, I think we're past due, bro. I was like 11 years old. Uh, yeah. Uh, do you have, a, do you have an uncle who's like, you know, neutering your uh, incoming mail? I applied for the role of Hagrid. I thought the beard would be big enough. Oh no, no, <laughs> you're too short, you man. Do you live under the cover, under the, under the stairs? No, that that would not be Hagrid. Was it, was people under the stairs a Disney movie? Oh my goodness! That's my favorite Uh-oh. movie. That's my favorite movie. The as a people child. under the stairs is your favorite movie. As a child, it was. As a child, your favorite <laughs> movie was the people under the stairs. That movie Not was... like heavyweights or Hercules <laughs> no. or Aladdin. Nope, mom, throw in the people under the stairs for me, please. Bring out the popcorn and Capri Sun. Let's <laughs> sit down under the blankies on this one, ladies and gentlemen. No, 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 no. You, you had to have the Kool Aid drink. Clearly, my parents didn't watch Capri me when Sun. I was didn't care what I was watching. If they let me watch people under the stairs when I was ten years old. Uh, oh, hey, speaking of parents uh, failing <laughs> epically, I have a story for you, real quick. So my little, my my oldest one, a six year old, uh-huh. uh, he uh, we have a tablet for him for school, and so like he's on break right now, so he gets to play games on there. And we have it like restricted. Roblox, uh, whatever. Yeah, yeah. That little monster got into Disney Plus, Uh-oh. put on the original Jurassic Park, What's and that? got like, yeah, okay. Yes, PG. He's six. <laughs> it's like PG thirteen. It's fine. He's six. He's like thirty minutes into the movie, and he was quiet. And I'm just, just like, why he just? And then I'm like, what are you watching? He's like, Daddy, I saw the Velociraptor eat that man. And I'm like, Oh no! That's Give sweet. me this iPad. You that can't be awesome. watching this. There's nothing inappropriate for children. No, in that a movie. yeah, he uh, he definitely Life finds a way. Skip. Exactly, Life finds a way. Yeah, and that man was yeah, young. Oh, apparently he goes like, yeah, he ate all of them. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. Put this away. You can't watch it right now. Clever girl. Nightmares. Could turn into a a Lorcana card in the future. The Velociraptor. Is that Uh, Disney? Who knows? It's Fox. Everything's Disney. No, it's it's, it's Universal. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Wait, how did he watch it on Disney Plus then? I don't know. He watched he watched it. (laughs) Don't know what app it's on. on. Something's (laughs) wrong here. He he watched on app. Maybe I had it saved on the iPad, but he watched it. He watched it. That's uh, funny. Well, I mean, you know, you're getting a little bit of culture in your life. It's not the worst thing in the world. I mean, just think about to what, like, we used to, like, I, I saw, um, we watched Willow, and we watched Labyrinth. And Labyrinth was, was terrifying. I mean, I sh- oh, and The Princess Bride. And, but, like, if you watch those movies now with your kid, they just all feel, like, a little icky, right? Like, I mean, like, there's just parts of all those movies where it's like, the, our parents, let's watch these movies for kids. Because, like, yeah, those, that's just the, that's the way it was. Uh, nightmare fuel, for sure, right. some of the parts of the movies. <laughs> Gremlins, cough, cough. 
Oh, oh yeah, dude, what dude, a, oh. you don't even have to go that deep. You can just go with like the dark crystal. Oh, the dark crystal. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah, nightmare fuel. Well, this this got sidetracked really quick. Also, <laughs> great start for you. How guys. do you feel about <laughs> Howard the Duck? I also nightmare fuel. Yes, we 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 are not talking about duck sucks tonight. <laughs> Why would you say it? Uh-oh. Why would wait, you wait, say it? It's inferred. Wow. It's inferred. The whole movie, right? Yeah, Leah Thompson, Flash from the Bass, absolutely. Oh no, okay. Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Another another one. That's right. a great. That's movie. also haunting. Very haunting. The movie. How? What do you remember? He's all flattened out. And then, like all the like the acid and stuff, he's like a little some... balloon. It's okay when dude, when he, the dude, do- he pops his eyeballs out, and I was like, oh, "Yeah, it's, it's... that's tr- I forgot about that." Drop yeah. dead Fred, drop dead yeah. Fred, drop dead Fred. Fred. I never did see. Rip. Oh, that was a hit. that was a banger. That was that was good. It's creepy. Well, I guess we'll get back to the Lorcana part <laughs> of the podcast. <laughs> Lorcana part, all right? Let's <laughs> say take three, take three. Yeah, one dollar, Bob. We're not talking about Lorcana tonight. We're talking about all these movies we watch. It's children. Top movies of 2022. Yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> Roger Rabbit is not in that movie. If you say Avatar, something of the water, I'm going to jump uh, in. I didn't even see it yet. I'm not, I'm not excited to see it. They, they straight up stole from Avatar The Last Airbender because the second book, a.k.a. the second movie, mm-hmm. is water. I was like, wait a minute. First off, that, that oh, franchise should be called Pandora, so screw you, James Cameron. Avatar The Last Airbender was here right. first. Okay. I, like, I like that we all don't I like that we all are very nice excited about the movie because i'm not excited at all i'll probably see it when it comes uh, out you know uh, on video uh, I, I, I can't wait to see the movie actually oh. i'm very are you serious yeah i'm really I'm I'm, I, listen right. guys you've met me i'm a very simple human that wants to be entertained <laughs> not overcomplicated. give me things that make me go Ooh, oh, oh. it's only about 10 years late for you to have that have that reaction oh, in my man. opinion you know <laughs> well for anyone who's listening we're now taking applications for a fourth cast member here on the show <laughs> Chris, i'm gonna miss you dearly chris it's been really fun it's, it's been i didn't want to tell people bro. you're the weakest link but you know <laughs> goodbye <laughs> i guess i guess out of the bag now out of the bag Man. all right well uh-huh. i guess if we want to talk about something simple that makes dreams go ooh, and a let's happy talk about new year dragon fire oh my gosh ooh, dragon fire so this is a card that was revealed officially by the disney lorcana lorcana uh, social media me. accounts so it is a five drop action card that is a very simple live text banish chosen character three words super cool templating i like that a lot because you're able to banish a chosen character aka yours or your opponents correct right. it costs five mana and it's an action card which we have not seen yet we've only seen character cards also i mm-hmm. should clarify it's in ruby so it's a red card so first of all what do you think of the card itself We're, we'll talk about like you know the inference of what it can do and like the bigger picture of Lorcana, but just as a card you know a five drop targeted removal good bad maybe kind of eh? like what do you think it feels very obviously like magic gathering red aggro style right where it's like target character suffers damage and then it, it implodes due to the fact so it costs five so basically you should be able to play it on turn th- turn two no, no, turn, turn three, turn, right? turn, Yeah, turn three. If it ends up... If, turn three, you can play it. If that theory ends up being true, yeah. Yeah, so if the if the ink pot theory ends up being true, kind of like the Dawn deck from the One Piece TCG, you should, if that works out, should be able to play this on turn, turn three. three. Yeah. So it feels like a, a good ability. I feel the very aggro style, right? Where it's like, it's a turn three drop to banish a chosen character that could be very annoying. And I feel like... It depends on how important actions become in the meta or in the gameplay where like, do you go heavy on the actions or do you go heavy on like the characters? And I think it'll be interesting balance to see what happens going forward. But it seems like a very run of the mill, red, not overcomplicated, pay three, destroy target creature or character. I'm just excited that like it confirms. I mean, this is official news, obviously. Some of the first official news we've gotten in the last, what is it, you know, five, six months. Um, how long? And I don't want to know. Yeah, and it you know like we talked about the early podcast like these games go to have actions. So now it's confirmed we have actions. You know you're going to be mixing characters and actions in your deck. Like Skeff said, you have to you're going to find a good balance between what characters you need to win the game. Right, we still don't know win condition. We we might think it has some of those little pips or diamonds. Um, but you know you have to have things in your deck to actually win the game. You know actions typically are going to change the board state in a you know temporary way. Um, or maybe a more permanent way, like this shows banishing your character is a permanent thing. We think we don't know. So yeah, it's just cool to see that they confirmed that we're going to have actions um, that are different than characters. That we're going to have removal. So this, you know, kind of we talked we talked about earlier. You're not killing anybody. You're not, you know, banishing them to to the dark plane. You're just 
bitch banished the, the shadow character. realm the shadow realm and like in and you know like siggy said you could choose your own character there might be a reason why you want you would want to this is all you know very advanced but there might be a reason why you want to get rid of your own character maybe your character has a negative effect maybe your character has a, a affliction on them or something that, 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 that the other player put on them that is harmful to you you don't know I don't know, but that's cool that you that the templating is just banish shows a character. It doesn't it doesn't say your opponent. It doesn't say enemy. So um, the early speculation should be that you could choose your own characters as well. Yeah. So um, yeah, this card is 100 percent of my alley as a as a aggro to mid range player. Um, again, Ruby, I can tell you guys already just from the th- three Ruby cards we have, like Ruby is 100 percent going to be like one of my main colors. We'll talk about the ink news uh, later later in the show, but I'm definitely going Ruby or Ruby X. Um, obviously, as an aggro player, like early removal and damage. Although you know, Chris already touched on you know we don't know what the win condition is, but obviously we're not like sending people to the shadow realm in this game um so i mean yeah i don't there's there, there's really nothing more i can add you know you again if the the ink theory holds true uh turn three you know hard removal is pretty good so if we get if we get our characters that have like some kind of like protection spell then maybe in the future we can get say like it's sort of like in dragon ball we have like a keyword that's called barrier right so like maybe like in the future you know card design will get uh, removal spells to say like ignoring like whatever you know that protection keyword is but you know on the surface you guys kind of covered everything like you said we've already covered you know or speculated that you know actions were going to be part of the game so hopefully we'll get uh actions that draw or actions that tutor something that i was curious about is do you think actions are going to be based off how much like if you can pay the ink or and you can use as many per turn or is it going to be like pokemon and you use like one like a supporter per turn i think it'll be as many as possible i feel that the the supporter and pokemon is such a a drastic impact on the game right yeah that these i I feel this would be more a lot a lot like a uh a trainer from pokemon where it's like hey look i got two of these let's see what i can do with two of these in my hand like Mm -hmm. i feel there'll be no cap on the quantity you can play in a turn yeah and that 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 makes sense to me too i I was just just curious just thinking about it from like a gameplay if i if i figured it's gonna you know let you um utilize the the ink how best you want to so and before suki goes i want want to point out that the picture they gave us um the bottom is blurred out Mm. you know probably intentionally on 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 purpose purpose, i'm sure there's more information on the bottom there they're like we can't give it all away i'm like whatever robin the burger i believe it's just just uh flavor text though is my guess because if you look at the card you can see i think it's the quantity of cards in the set well yes i agree there'd be there'd be details about you know the bottom of the the card obviously about set and number you know that kind of stuff but you know as far as the all the other cards have that little storybook line and below the storybook line the first thing is flavor text if they have that i think they're hiding the flavor text wherever that may be and then yeah obviously there'd be other we know there'd be sets Set icons and card number, that kind of thing, which they probably want people. They don't want to. They, they don't probably don't want people to know that at this point, um, what the card icons and what the the set numbers are going to be. So, just want to put that out there. But go ahead. Yeah, I I agree with everything you guys said. It's a pretty simple card on the surface, and I think that's good because the reveal allows the players to see something that's cool, which is spot removal. You can banish a chosen character. So if there's something too big, you can't deal with. If there's a character with elusive or evasive, whatever the keyword is, where you're unable to challenge it in combat, you can use this to get rid of it. The bigger implications are really what make me excited because don't get me wrong. I think seeing this card like spot removal is great for any game. If your characters or monsters or creatures or whatever card game you're playing, are allowed to go totally unchecked. The game gets really unfun because you build up this, what's called Voltron, where you have one character with a bunch of equipment and gear and special abilities and powers that can't die. And the game becomes who can get to that Voltron faster and then you just lose, which is not interesting at all. But what gives me an interesting thought is, first of all, Dragonfire is an action card. So do you think we'll see reaction cards, a.k.a. counter spells, that allow you to respond to something like this? A hundred percent. We don't. A hundred percent. We don't. I love those two responses right back to back. <laughs> well, I want to hear what you guys think, because personally, and I'll kind of set the, the tone for the conversation, but I, I really despise games that have limited player interaction. Uh, with Pokemon being one of the few games I don't mind, because if you miss sequence 
you've kind of screwed yourself. So there right. is an opportunity for the opposite player to have a chance if you mess up. But games right. where you do whatever you want and the opponent just sits there and goes to lunch, I, I honestly really don't like because, you know, I could just pull out my phone and play Marvel Snap while mm. you're taking your turn. And that's boring. Right. This is true. This is true. But I feel that if you get into the timing of windows between things of that you know what i mean like i feel that becomes complicated a la magic which i feel takes that whole family friendly thing out the window do you really though if a card has like i mean there's tons of board games that have actions and reactions like if your opponent does this thing reaction respond with this uh, i'm thinking of a really easy game that i play called warhammer underworlds and there's cards that very explicitly say action do this on your turn or reaction do this if your opponent fulfills this line of text like your opponent attacks you and deals damage reaction reduce the damage or draw a card and it's not very difficult but it gives you interactivity while your opponent is playing the game and you're not just twiddling your thumbs that's true this is very true but I just, my brain goes like i just want to play magic like they're all like the time window like when does this happen in, in instant now then i can play my instant do i tap to respond when am i doing this well so that's my <laughs> argument i don't think there's going to be timing and spell speed so for those of you who may or may not know magic the gathering and Yu-Gi-Oh have spell speeds and timing abilities where uh, in Magic the Gathering, it's called the stack. In Yu-Gi-Oh, it's called the chain. chain yep. and basically, what it is is first in, last out. So if I play a card, that's the first in. And then if Skeff plays a card, it goes on top. And then if I play a second card, that goes on top of that. And so you keep stacking the cards until both players are done. And the very, very, very last card on the stack is the thing that resolves first. And then you resolve the cards in reverse order from where they started. So if I play Dragonfire... And it says banish chosen character. And then Skiff has a reaction that says, you know, a counter target action card your opponent plays. Then I would play a second dragon fire and try and, you know, banish that character again. He could say, okay, I'm going to play another card and so on and so forth. And you re resolve the cards as they go. But in, you know, Magic and Yu-Gi-Oh, there are specific cards with specific speeds. And you can play this card here. You can play this card there. And there's a lot of different knowledge you have to have. Whereas if you have action and reaction cards, it should be very simple. Action cards you can play on your turn. Reaction cards you can only play if a specific thing was fulfilled. That's it. There's no timing. It's just, did your opponent do this thing? If so, you can play this reaction. If they didn't, you cannot play this reaction. That's it. That was beautifully said. I hope it's that. I have no interest in like windows. If it's just this and then that, I'm like, all right, I'm okay yeah. with that. Yeah, that's my suspicion based on the action typing, because otherwise, why would it have a key, like a, a card type, if you just played it on your turn and no one could respond to it? And that's my just that's my game design theory. If if they're going to have actions, they hopefully will have reactions. Uh, but what do you guys think? Yeah, I, I again, I hope I, I kind of think about the middle ground where um, I want something. I want to be able to respond. I don't know that I want to be a level of like having a total blue counter spell deck where all I'm doing is preventing the other person from playing actions or, or summoning characters. So kind of that middle ground, um, I think what you're going at Siggy, where, you know, there is a different type of, you know, uh, spell, some type of reaction, but it doesn't go to that third level, you know, where it's going to be actually hindering what the opponent's necessarily doing. Um, so I guess we'll see, uh, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't want it to be, again, I want to be a, a, a accessible game to everyone. Right. Um, first time card game players would be great. Um, hopefully they could get in this game and have fun. So I think if you, the more you add on, the more layers, the more timing you add on, you know, again, Fab's a great example of that. It's a very, very, very complicated game. Um, it's, it's hard to get new people into the game and, and get excited about getting the higher levels of it because it's so complicated. So I hope it's it's pretty straightforward and simple. Um, but I'm excited to see the actions for sure. Yeah. So um, obviously since I said that I, I want them, uh, that comes down just not only from a competitive nature, but I mean, Sugi pretty much beautifully covered it just from a, a gameplay st uh, standpoint. I don't want the game to be is exactly like what he said as to where, oh, you play Dragonfire, then I got to sit there and let you bounce my target characters when, you know, the, if there's no interactivity, then to his point, then I can play, you know, Marvel Snap and not worry about playing this game. So I think there's more, you know, you need more uh, interaction. Um, now I don't, you know, I don't, again, I agree with you. I don't think it's going to be like Windows stuff because I don't, I, you, you definitely don't want this game, you know, like we keep saying to be an entry point. And then you have basically like tier level decks from Yu-Gi-Oh where you're entering like chain level tens 
in 12s and you know then you're losing track of like the like how many cards are stacked on the the chain but to in order to have that you know engagement with your your opponent you know i think you do need some kind of um counters and some form basically so so let's flip the script here let's pretend there is zero interactivity you get to do whatever you want in your turn your opponent just has to watch what would be the point of the action card like do you think that there might be like a limited number of actions on top of a resource system or is there like a specific like why why would they call it an action card i'm just curious to like poke your guys's brains just because we're looking at it from a trading card game aspect we're kind of pulling also in from board game aspects because you know if it was pokemon i guess everything is an action but there's no limit so then why none of the cards have an action keyword because there's nothing to stop you from doing anything other than play one supporter per turn which this card is not limited to so thoughts on the matter yeah it could just be a way to differentiate it from again if we're assuming the pips which we've only seen on characters we haven't seen any action cards yet if that's a way to further uh, the end game to win the game then, you know, typing it as action or characters, which are the two types we've seen so far, could be just a way to separate those out. Because, um, you know, again, you may, you may have actions that buff your characters, right? So give them more pips or give them more shields or give them more damage or, or make them elusive. So, again, I, you know, I think just because we're seeing a different type of action doesn't mean necessarily we'll see reactions. I think it just is a way to separate types of cards of the game. That's that's what that's all it's doing, right? I don't necessarily. I, I see your point, Siggy, that it, that it may imply more. Um, but again, I think I think it's, it's early days to tell that or not. I, I can see it just being, you know, we want it to be clear that this is an action. This is something that just you know changes the game state in a in a, in a temporary way. You know, play it, resolve it, and then that goes on. Versus the character which you play and it stays out there, assumably stays on the board, stays in the field of battle, stays in the canvas whatever we're going to call the, the, the battlefield so that's that's my thought all right so i have a question for the team about the dragonfire card that i think is also interesting and again this is all inferring all kinds of different things but when you look at the top left of a card in Lorcana, so far all the characters have this interesting swirl around the hexagon that has the value inside for their casting cost dragonfire does not dragonfire just has a hexagon with a number five no special swirl around it. Do you think that means anything? Do you think that has any kind of implication on casting restrictions or what, what are your thoughts? I find this very unique that it's very clearly not the same as a character card. Maybe it just has to do the, to like be able to tell the difference between mm. like, like the character cards and action card. yeah. the other cards. Cause I assume if we have this action card, we're going to have other random weird cards that right, may yeah. like, uh that are maybe, maybe items yeah maybe items or maybe a permanent or maybe an inch so you know what i mean like i just assume the action card is one of the first of many things to come down line and i feel this is just a easier way to differentiate at the end of the game like oh hey these are all my characters these are my actions and okay i think it, i think it's just like a um like an aesthetic to it i'll take a hot take i'll say that you know again i have no proof of this is a complete guess obviously all this is, but that uh perhaps for actions you may need to spend an ink or a tap or exhaust or what have you, an ink of that color to play the card. But I think that I don't I don't like that necessarily. I'm not, I'm not advocating for that, you know, but that may that could be a restriction or rule in the game that, you know, that that for characters, it doesn't matter. Obviously, there's a deck building restriction, which will be you can if you we'll get into that later this podcast. But deck building restriction about, you know, what kind of inks you have, what kind of characters correspond with those. So perhaps, you know. You could use any color ink to play the characters, but maybe for the actions, you can only you have to you have to at least use one of the certain type of of ink to play the action. Again, not advocating for that. Just make it a total, total guess. Here's here's another concept to, to it is like, what if there's actions that stay in play and those actions do have the symbol around them, therefore meaning that cards with a symbol around the hexagon shape are ones that stay in play and the ones that, yeah, yes. that'd be interesting. And then oh. ones that aren't are ones that you're able go to, to your, differentiate go to your, your yeah. and go to your discard. Like, yeah. oh, I've played it. Oh, this doesn't stay in play because it's I didn't create it's not like a, a that's good. Yeah. I like it, that. It, it goes away. So I feel that the ones that have the circle are ones that will stay in play. That is a very interesting yeah. Yeah. proposal. I like that idea. a lot. Yeah. My my thought was Ignore the my actual reverse Chris's <laughs> Well, Skeps is sticking around. Skeps is way better. Oh my gosh! Well, sorry, sorry, Chris. My bad. 
Um, my thought was the inverse of Chris in that action cards don't require any specific type of ink, while characters, aka glimmers, do. But I'm also pretty okay with if it has the swirl, it's a permanent. And if it doesn't, it you get played. It goes to your discard pile. That's it. One and done. That's pretty cool. It would make it yeah. easier on, on also making the game state like going forward where they don't have to change the word action to like enchantment. They don't have to change. They don't have to change the action word. They just That's true. either add yeah. a symbol or they don't. Yeah. And they just leave it as and then it makes it simpler too. Like you just look at like, oh, do they have the symbol? No, these are all actions. Just some stay and some don't. Brilliant. I love it. I think that's a fantastic uh, analysis on the card. Whether it's true or not. I hope it's true. <laughs> I, I kind of do too, actually. It's, true. it's a really good idea. Okay, well, let's move on to our second official piece of Lorcana information. And that is Olaf, the friendly snowman. So we got a new card reveal. And this is a one drop in purple, or I think it's Amethyst. Amethyst, yep. Okay, yeah. And it's a character with one uh, one attack, three defense, storyborn, ally are the keywords. There are no special abilities. The flavor text says, I'm Olaf, and I like warm hugs. However, the Ravensburger little, I guess... Logo. In TV, we call it a bug, but yeah, yeah the logo is conveniently covering up the right-hand side of the card, which I am 100% convinced is hiding at least one or two pips. But let's talk about Olaf, a 1-3 for 1. What, what do you think? Do you like him? Do you hate him? Will you play him? Yeah, so uh, if you're going to uh, play a uh, Amethyst-based deck, I mean, he's kind of, you know, if you go back to the custom card episode we made, he's kind of stat-wise in line with my my Mr. Toad. So I, I 100% love that he's he's a 1-3 on 1. Um, I'm mad that he doesn't have a tutoring effect to go find Elsa. Um, I would prefer if he had a tutoring effect to find Elsa. Um, I also 100% agree with you that um, so if, if you followed the uh, discourse on Twitter, I have gotten into an argument with some people about this, even though Ravensburger has come out and said that they're not hiding information. I don't believe them. I, 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 I don't, I don't partially believe it till I have the card in my hand. Now, if, if you it, sit on the throne of lies, yes, exactly. Now, I mean, hold on, wow, hold on this guy real dark, real fast. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. But, but if, but, lying but to if us. I, if I, if I take them at their word, you know, being the good people that they are giving us a Disney card game, it, he it, air quoted that one really hard. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he he is a one three you know vanilla creature then fine for a, a a set one card fine i want to actually back up jason on this because i do agree on their twitter post they said quote we are not hiding any game text which i would agree with because the pips are not game text right game text would infer a special ability a special exactly. effect special exactly. keyword I agree. I don't think he has any keywords, but I'm a hundred percent convinced that boy has got pips. He has at, one. Least, one. at least one. one. At least at one. Least one. Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. gonna argue yeah. that. I'm gonna argue that point because this. Okay. Let's. I don't know if we talked about. Uh, I don't think we've talked this necessarily about stat values or no. Maybe even, we have. Not, not really. For, I don't. Yeah. Let's just quickly. So when Jason was talking about that in in most card games, you know, you're gonna have the, the developers of the game have certain math they're using for like a one cost card will generally be worth this much value as attack, defense, or ability, or whatever, um, versus a five-cost card would generally you know, be worth this much because you have to move these things around in line with each other and make the card game work. So um, it's a one-cost character, storyboard ally, that is a one-three. So if, again, we don't know anything. We only know the cards, the initial cards we know. But I would expect that a one-cost card, you know, without an ability, generally is going to be a, a one-strength. Well, that's like a Captain Hook. What is he again? One-two, I think. He's a one-two, but when he challenges, he gets plus two on offense. So, he's so, one, so then he's a three-two when he's He's a, he's he's a three-two on the swing. Right. So he's a one-cost, one-two with an ability. Correct. Right? Correct. Correct, yeah. So, so Olaf is a one-cost one with a more with another shield but no ability correct correct yeah. and does does and hook has okay okay i see your point hook has one pip yes yeah. yes so that's that's my argument is when they said hey we're not hiding any game text and they have a little winky face they're technically telling the truth telling the truth they're, exactly yeah. there's, there's no game text i think olaf is a vanilla one three with no ability however there's no way that robinsberger logo isn't covering up something because why would they 
put a winky face if right. it was exactly. totally revealed. Exactly. Yeah. So a base card in this game isn't going to be like a one 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 because no. that doesn't. I'm sure there will be. I'm sure there'll be. But, maybe, but, a, maybe. but a base card in this game, I mean, if we look at, the, I mean, you have to think the Captain Hook and Olaf are, are both one cost cards, and they already have one cost with a one two and ability, and one cost with a one three and and no ability. Um, so that if the pip. You know, maybe, maybe, maybe a base card could be. Maybe the thought is a, a base card is a one cost, one one with two pips. Yes, mm-hmm. that's accurate. That's right. what's going to happen. That so that's be, the thing is like that Olaf might be a base card, a wall or a defender, right. and then Hook is aggro, so he gets extra benefits. And they get the, but they give up a pip, right? Yes. So do you want to further your pips or do you want to further your right. ability? And so uh, we'll I think that'll it. be the balance. Again. I think yeah, there'll be a I, one I one two money. pip. Yeah, I think I think Olaf has two pips as well. That's what I would wager. No, no, I think Olaf well, has one pip. I, if he has two pips, and that those off our, our math we have no idea about. I think has one pip because he's a one three. How much I you want to bet? How much you want to bet? Let's place a bet right now. I think there right. will be a one cost. Five bucks. I will bet you a booster pack. A booster pack. A booster pack. Yeah, booster pack. All right, you got you got it. And then we'll crack it open live together. Yes, you got it. All right. I think there will be a one cost. one strength, two pip card. I have a question. What if what if it's not one or two? Like, what if it's zero or three and we're both wrong? Do we just don't worry about then it? We have, we have we zero cost cards. I get two we, we, we do. Well, No, they, you're not involved in this. You go sit over there with your aggro deck. Let the two control players fight this. Yeah, 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 right. Hey, at least I don't play Mills, so. Wow. Chad, if you know that's a shot at Sugi, shot at Sugi has been fired. Uh, moving on. If the ink theory is true, there shouldn't be any zero cost cards, right? Yes, I guess, there should be. I, there I, should be. There, there, yeah, there will there be zero cost be. cards. I well, guess there could be. I mean, there will be zero cost cards. Possible? Why? Yeah. It seems. It seems there'll more be, unlikely there'll be, to be that there'll, there'll be zero one. cost cards. Given there'll that, given how, does Pokemon have zero cost cards? Uh, Pokemon I mean, doesn't have resources. You they, just play. No, no. Pokemon does have Pokemon that do have free attacks that require no energy. No, no. He's talking about playing cards. Yeah. Oh, you don't have to pay any resources. You have to use energy for attacking. But to play a card, it's totally free. Yeah, you just play. What about one, you said One Piece is similar to this, or so, our guess. Yeah, One Piece actually has no zero drops. No as zero, far as yeah, I'm aware. No, no. Marvel yeah. Snap has a zero drop. They do. Marvel Snap has a couple of them. <laughs> they do. This is not the same game. <laughs> this is Marvel. Hey, I would, they're I would both lean Disney. Towards... I'm gonna just. Oh my say they're gosh. Both, hey, they're very similar. They're under the same umbrella. Like I don't think Hearthstone has many. I mean, maybe they do. I haven't played Hearthstone for a long time. Magic has zero. I feel this is becoming more similar to Magic than it is Pokemon. Every but Magic, time you, you have card. to get the land. You have to grab. You have to first they draw have, the land. Magic has zero drop cards. But you have to draw the land. And you have to no, play the land. There's artifacts that cost zero in magic. I, not, I agree. Not I, I'm many. not arguing with you, but I want, but but there's a different resource system where you have to actually put card, put lands in your deck. You get to draw the land at a certain time. They get to play the land one per turn, right? Whereas this game, if we're going with the ink system we talked about, the, the rumored that you're going to get so much if you're going first, you you start with one out there, and then you get two each turn. Then you're getting your resources each turn, right? Right. Right. So I, to me. Again, I'm not a game designer. I just play a lot of these things. It doesn't make as much sense for me that there be a lot of zero cost cards or, or any at all. No, I think there'll be. System. I think there'll be one. I think there'll be like one or two, and there'll be great cards. And that's you want to bet a booster pack on that? <laughs> Absolutely, I'll bet a booster pack gonna, on that. You guys are gonna be to case pretty soon. Thirty six packs, huh? I'm gonna, gonna make thirty six packs. <laughs> I don't think Sugi and I are gonna have. We're gonna. We're like we have these two here. I think there'll be a, only, we gotta go back a great cost bets. card that'll cost zero. That's you guys should write the best down as we go. Otherwise, you have to go back to all the episodes and listen no, to no, the, no. the bets you I, made. I, I actually the chat will keep us on. Comment down below. Comment yeah. down below. Keep us honest for this chat. I do think it's possible to see a zero drop. It's probably going to be a very, very, very low impact card. Oh yeah, or, it's just, yeah, right, it's just there it's to be powerful. there. Yeah, I could see it as like a zero one, like a little you know doodad something. Yeah, it, it like again, like I said, it has low impact, but sometimes you just need a little bit of a boost to survive, and that you know zero drop might be what you need. Who knows? We'll, we'll have to Correct. wait and see. Going back to Correct. Olaf, I will say that you know I know it doesn't. This is, I read this in, when I first saw the card. I immediately thought that he was going to be a token. I don't know why that struck me that way, but I just thought like you know just, he seemed like a, a, a token to me, like a, so like a, a card that is just representing some you know that could come back and representing a, a game effect basically. So that was a guess I had, but there's no, I have no proof that that's going to be true. He looks like a real character, but um, it seems that he, he'd be the type of character in, in my mind that, that I would make a token of. Right. Cause he, he's a snowman. He comes and goes, he gets, he, he melts. Olaf lives forever, sir. How dare you? 
he will live until he, on. Until he melts. No, he's not melting. He has his own little bubble of snow that Elsa created Whoa, to keep guess, him alive. I guess that's I forgot about that part. You're right. Uh-huh. Oh, <laughs> uh, spoilers. Spoilers. Spoilers <laughs> <laughs> for a four-year-old movie, uh, I no, think. No, longer than that. What is Frozen from? Frozen Look, 2 is where, where she created, or at the end of Frozen, end where of Frozen. she created the cloud yeah, for him. End of Frozen. End of Frozen. It came out in 2014, I think. 2014 Frozen 2 Frozen. was 2019. So Frozen was... 2014? 2015. 2013. Well, the end of 2013. Okay. I think I, Bro, I am. I'm, I'm thoroughly like for me, they re- they released Dragonfire. I'm like, okay, cool. They have released the concept that they're going to be additional cards to interact with the game. Then they released Olaf. And I'm like, it's just a wall. All right, whatever. Yeah. Cool. Big Best card, please. Imagine, <laughs> imagine we say it's a big butt, right? Is that appropriate right. for this podcast? Maybe. Yeah, that's fair. That's, that's something you, they use those words in a, a Disney movie. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. That's that's fair. People people on the stairs. Is, that's a Disney movie. Uh, what do you think about Olaf Skeff? I'm I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this card. So at the end of the day, I, I feel that the amethyst or the purple is just some a set. Like as more cards get revealed, obviously the expanding concept of like what you want to build deck wise. But right now, the Elsa and the wall that he is as a one three. It's just like for me, that's just I just sit and just prevent you from doing things is not the way I really like to play. So it's just. For me, it's not exciting, but at the end of the day, seeing Olaf, uh, who is an, a phenomenally adorable character in the card game, is pretty cool. So I'm curious to when we're going to get Sven and the Moose. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. But yeah, so for me, it's not, but not a very exciting because I'm just like, ah, it's just a 1-3 wall. No abilities, one pip. It's just like, all right, more cards. Keep these coming. That's fair. Uh, so I'm I'm going to take the more negative route, surprisingly, and I, I find the card reveal kind of bland because a bit annoying almost well so this is one of the things that really made my my brain start thinking is there's got to be something really interesting going on with the rules for how the game plays because a one drop one three vanilla snowman with no abilities and you know who cares he might have you know one two three zero pips that's not super relevant honestly but we have a really interesting one drop in captain hook we've got a one two that gets a plus two on offense when he challenges great game to design super interesting and then they give us a one three vanilla and it's like this card sucks just based on what you're showing us like it's, but we know in every game that's ever come out you there's sets where you just look at you're like that is unplayable moving on like well, it's just well, gonna happen so then and that's the those are the two sides of the coin that kind of keep coming up when i look at olaf is if you've ever talked or if you ever listened to an interview with a game designer for any trading card game there are many many cards in those sets there's a great example for Magic the Gathering. It's a 2-2 bear for two mana, one green, one colorless. And people ask, why do you have this vanilla creature that is two mana, that's two strength, two toughness, doesn't do anything? What is the purpose? And the designers have multiple times over multiple years said, when we're designing sets of cards, the intent is not to have a 100% rate of unique, interesting, powerful, game-changing. Oh my gosh, I want all these cards. There's a combination of cards that have high impact, combination of cards that have mid-impact and low-impact because there's a wide range of peoples playing Magic the Gathering. And your trading card game fanatics and tournament players and grinders are the ones who are searching for the big hits, the powerful, high-impact, super-effective card games or cards. And then you might have, you know, little Timmy's first booster pack of Magic the Gathering. And they just think that this bear that's a 2-2 with a two-cost drop to cast is the coolest thing ever. And so designers for trading card games have to create a wide spectrum of cards that give players of all levels, of all experiences, of all ages, a reason to buy a booster pack. Because some people are going to want to collect Olaf because that's their favorite Disney character. And I love Olaf. He's actually one of my favorite characters. So seeing his card is a one drop vanilla is kind of like you bummer but i do it i do adhere to the fact that designers have to have a wide range of cards because if all cards are hyper effective high impact then you're just playing a super tournament grindy game and if all cards are super boring and all vanilla and they do nothing then you're just playing you know 52 card pickup essentially so that's the that's kind of the negative aspect of olaf of well you know he's just kind of a throwaway character they printed him because he's cool and that's it the other side of that coin that really makes me interested with this card because 
Lorcana's team has been pretty succinct and strategic with what they revealed. So my better instinct says there's something about Olaf that is relevant to the way the game plays that'll make them a lot better. Now, I, I don't know what it is. This is all speculation. We don't work for the company and we don't have any insider information. But because he doesn't have any kind of special ability and a 1-3 is not particularly strong either. It leads me to believe that the game is probably going to be utilizing these weaker characters, these quote-unquote vanilla characters, which references the fact they have no special ability. There might be another mechanic that you can use this card for that we're not aware of. And that's what makes me really interested about those pips, because now it makes Olaf and vanilla characters look way more interesting in a mechanical sense of the game. Now, I don't know what that is, but I'm just thinking, you know, maybe you can pitch a card for, you know, blocking offense like you do and someone attacks you in one piece. You can block the attack by pitching cards and they give you extra defense. Maybe you pitch cards from your hand in order to score locations or objectives or so like, again, we're again, speculating about the pips, but like, honestly, a one cost one, three is super incredibly boring, but I don't foresee Disney and the Lorcana team showing off this card for the sake of it's boring. There's, there's gotta be something about it. And maybe I'm just overthinking it and they're showing off Olaf because it's Olaf and he's cool and I'm wrong and I'm fine with that. Now, let me, let me ask you this, with this being set one, something that I just thought about, um, you know, while you were talking is, do you think every color will essentially have an Olaf, a vanilla one, three card, because this is set one, just to get started? No, I don't. No, absolutely. Boost your pack. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I got, I got to agree with with, with Scout. Yeah. (laughs) Well, okay. Okay. I should clarify when you ask the question, I'm thinking that every color will have a one drop one, three vanilla creature. I think they will have a low impact character but I don't think they're all going to be one drop, one three. Here's Olaf. Here's a boo in you know red. Here's weak stitch in yellow. Here's I don't know the chicken guy from Robin Hood in you know ruby. Whatever. I don't. I don't think they're just going to like carbon copy it. But I do think there will be low impact characters with maybe maybe it's a two drop that's like you know two five or something. It's just it's a vanilla thing that you throw down. Who knows? I think it'll be a cycle like a lot of games. I mean, there'll be each color. We'll have a one cost character to Siggy's point that will that will have a, a strength in one area. So we know that Olaf is the is the more defensive one. I don't know what color is going to be the, the 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 color better at scoring points w- with further in the game state. But that that one might have the one cost that has two pips, right? But it's but it only has one strength, one defense. So I, I think there'll be a cycle. I don't see that if they if every if every color has a one three, then there's not going to be enough uniqueness in the, the purpose of, of of building a different color, right? You're just gonna you're gonna be able to grab everything you need. So um, maybe maybe there'll be color pairings. You know, maybe there'll be pairings that, especially for the first set, that they want to urge you to play together. They make most more sense to do. Um, that they, they may they, maybe the designers have you know you know maybe you read a yellow for whatever reason. They just make more sense because they're going to have a lot of combination combo cards. They go together. But yeah, I don't I don't see every every faction every, every color ink having um, the same type of cards, same stat lines. It's possible. The the other thing I thought about, and this is really, and I'm openly admitting, really left field. Maybe you could stick an ally underneath a character to give them a boost in stats, like an equipment oh, or an upgrade. Okay, it's possible. Yeah, but like like I said, just a one three for one. Like there's, I I really really believe there's something else to this card that we're just not aware of at the moment, and I I'm hopeful. I'm really hopeful. Mm-hmm. However. I won't lie. I really like that art. And if they did a full art foil, I wouldn't hate it too much. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, again, like like I said, my only negative is that he doesn't tutor for Elsa. So I want an Olaf that tutors. That would cost like three. Well, I mean, that's the thing. Version it it can't because Elsa costs three. So you know, what, what is she tutor for him? I think she would be more likely that she yeah, tutor she should him. tutor for him. Yeah, she should tutor. Well, for him fine, fine. But and if anything, he should he should bodyguard for her. And again, that's what I, I wanted to see is have like a body. Well, see, see I, I think I think if you're going to have a bodyguard, then that's marshmallow. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah, 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 that's fair. That's yeah. a token. Which, that's which, that's which, again, which I will be in the set. Yes, yes. Marshmallow will be in that first. I set. hope he is. If they're going to oh, have these two. Yeah, if they have these two, you're going to have. Yeah. So then, yeah, we will obviously get Anna, Kristoff, Sven. Yeah, maybe not Anna. I don't know what she would do. She would, she wouldn't really do much. I feel that I want the Duke of Weaselton. He will not be in chicken dance. She did just because she doesn't have magical power. She did a lot. She motivated her sister. Get her out of a dark place. 
do 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 Oh man. So yeah, I, I, I am excited about the game. Like there's just so much about Olaf that confuses me and makes me wonder like what's behind the Robinsberger logo? A pip, Sugi, a pip. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you, you win, Sugi. You, we, we we give it we give in. You, you, we two pips. I, I really want to know what the ally key if the ally keyword is relevant. I'm assuming there's gonna be cards that allow you to search target out allies. like like target ally gets a mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Or like like if I'm really honest, now that Jason's mentioned it, it would kind of be cool if Anna searched out Olaf. Okay, because here, here, Elsa yeah. doesn't do it. We already know what Elsa does. And then Chris and then Kristoff could tutor for, for Sven. For Sven, because they're they're kind of the trio. Right, yeah. So I I could see Anna searching. Oh man, what if Anna searched out an Elsa or an Olaf? That would be There sick. we go. There's the tutoring I'm looking uh, for. Yeah, so, yeah. Anna costs. Okay, so what is what? she'd be a two cost, one. No, one. no, no. Anna would probably be like a four be or five. She'd have to be like a, a turn three or four. Well, yeah, yeah. She'd probably be like a turn three. So she'd probably be like a four or five drop. You could search out mm-hmm. a Anna or, or an Elsa or Olaf. a Olaf. What does the purple action, do you want to build a snowman, do? Somebody tell me. Uh, you can search for Marshmallow. Or, I, hope, I hope they have a do you want to build a snowman card. Or like because of the, in the, in the movie, she like just stayed in her room. Maybe like it protects Elsa. That'd be interesting. Gives her a Lucifer round. Okay, there we go. <laughs> who, who knows? <laughs> I, I want the one thing I pray to God they do not do based on what you just said is having card abilities that like stick on a card for a turn that you have to remember. I, I really hope they don't do that. Well, you could there's ways around that. You could also do, you know, some games you can have the card sit out, you know, right. kind of like an equipment or whatever. Or yeah, 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 memory yeah. text. So it's not so bad. But yeah, probably for the for if we're talking about kind of a base level card game too, that that would be a lot to remember. I, I, hope I don't that, mind I hope that you, it. It's just people forget all the time and then you yeah. like play out a turn like, and then oh, like five minutes happen. later yeah. they're like, oh that card had, you know, indestructible. Yeah. I mean, they, they could let you well, do a little like Yu-Gi-Oh and take notes, though. I don't want I don't want to take notes for a Disney training game. card game. No, I want, we want to be able to just say, say I'm, I'm just trying to solve your solution. So I, you're, your you're right. That's true. But Here I you guys to. talk about like all the stuff, all the tutoring. Again, we don't know if there's tutoring or not. Tutoring is a very specific thing. But I hope that that's only, you know, in one color. I don't want every everybody have access to being able to constantly tutor out characters. It, it makes a lot of sense of the way you guys are saying it. But you can make the argument about any movie, any Disney movie, you know. Uh, the mermaids go to all summon together like merfolk and, and magic you know what like what yeah i hope they limit it to one color kind of like how we have we think that yellow so far is going to be the one that they have the the transform mechanic or whatever the mm. or shift, shift. Can, yeah shift shift. Mechanic, thank yeah. you so the build about the pond the top of each other so I, again i maybe that's purple we, we haven't seen any tutors yet um is that probably not gonna be red right maybe yeah no no, red, yeah, red is definitely I, like removal. So if green is like if green, you know, is comparable to magic, green is going to be the, the the biggest. They're going to be you know tougher for their color. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if we know. Well, this gorilla isn't it? Cool. She's like a one three, isn't yeah, she? Yeah, two, she, two? she's a two two cost one three. So she does have a big a big shield. So yeah, maybe they maybe they tend to have a more defensive. Um, well, she's got that then, bounce ability. If she, she does, if she dies in a challenge. And then blue had blue is like kind of blue has draw if your opponent abilities, has more cards than like. you, and then if you swing on your turn, you have elusive or evasive, evasive. whatever that keyword is. Evasive, yeah. It just seems they have that you know more abilities for because he's a six cost four four. So again, I just want him to throw out there. I don't want everybody constantly because you can make story wise Disney. You can make the argument all the time that we're gonna just tutor for everybody that makes sense to be with your your person, right? Um, yeah. So that's that just a game where constantly like you know they were just constantly grabbing stuff out like that to to make them. As Suki said, a Voltron, which is not something I'm, I'm necessarily interested in. But conveniently, you are excellent at setting up the ability to transition from one point to the other. So we're going to segue into our last topic of discussion, and that comes from the Disney Lorcana team giving a big scoop to Knives uh, Nerd Corner. So you can check out his video on YouTube. But we got the information that deck building restrictions are as follows. You can use up to two different inks. In the decks, you can have monocolor decks or you can have dual color decks. So you can't have three, four or five or six color cards to, you know, do all that, you know, five color, six color control stuff. So what are your thoughts on that announcement? I think it's a very interesting prospect, but I want to hear what y'all have to say. I'm super excited. Again, when I heard that, I, you know, I'm super excited about everything, but I'm but super excited that, you know, we're, we know now that deck ability is going to be limited away. 
I know it sounds kind of weird to be excited about that, but that gets my mind spinning about what this game's going to look like, how it's going to make sense. Again, how we talked about, like, you know, there's probably going to be synergy between t- certain colors, you know, in certain ways and in the certain other ways. You might be giving up something to get stronger in one area or, or just figure out those pairings. It's really interesting to me versus, oh, you can play anything you want. And, and, and from a game design point, you know, it just makes a better game, honestly. You know, you may think, you know, if you never get these kind, of, these kind of games before, you may think that, you know, being totally open and being totally available to, to any combination of colors and cards is a good thing. But it's, it's not really because the game designers have to test all those possibilities. It is almost sometimes, you know, when you get enough cards in a set, it's, it's impossible to keep those things balanced. So in terms of having a balanced game, it's I was happy to see that because to me that that makes it more likely this game's not going to have, you know, any huge swings or any, any it makes it more likely it could be balanced. Um, so what do you guys think? What do you think, Jason? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, um, on the same thought process as you about this. Um, as a the second, first off, uh, shout out to Nye for getting the he he asked the right question. So you know, shout, shout, shout out to him for getting this this out of them. But um, yeah, on a on a competitive standpoint and just just gameplay, like you said, like I actually really like that they're going to be putting that restriction on us because so for the DBS angle, um, you can run multicolor decks. You know, if I, if I want to play a rainbow color deck, I can do that or I can run tricolor or dual color decks, you know, which of course, you know, you can do dual inks here, but you know, I, I think it's good um, to be able to sit down and like, look at the cards like you were talking about and being able to find like those little interactions between uh, the different inks, um, especially if this theory turns out to, to be true, because I've seen some, some talk um, when the news came out on the discord about how people were upset that you can't play like rainbow. And so I don't think what they're thinking about is getting mana screwed because if you're, you know, coming down to the wire where you need to push for game or you need to do some kind of action to claim, you know, whatever, whatever it's going to be right. You know, you, you don't want to like, Oh, flip your two ink for the turn and then get like an amethyst and a ruby and you need, you know, steel and something and something else. Right. You know, you, you don't, you don't want to screw yourself over. So I think being having that restriction, especially for like, we talk about having like newer players, this is their first little TCG. You know, I, th- I think it's a good way to, you know, just be, be consistent and, and learn and, just go go from there. So, and going off of your point, I really hope that, um, despite my earlier prediction, I, I really hope that there isn't a, a spot condition or whatever you want mm-hmm. to call it, or, or a type of you have to tap, you know, the one color or another to do something. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. The restrictions are already there, right? Yep. So that's I think on a base level for new players playing this being the first card game, I just love the thought that once I build my deck, I don't have to worry about if I can play the card or not. Or, you know, um, it's a Star Wars Destiny used to have kind of a, a, a mid-ending solution, which I didn't, I, which was fine. And I thought it was okay with it, with it, where you actually had to still have a character. That card was more character-based. You, you came, brought two characters, brought however many, a team of characters to the game that had certain colors. And some cards, you had to spot that character to be able to play an action card from your hand, right? You hit that card, that character still had to be on the board. You know, that, this, that won't necessarily work here because who knows how long the characters stay or, or what they do. Um, but again, I want to go back to that base level of just being, I already have my restriction when I made the deck. Let me play whatever I get in my hand, not be worried about that. I think that'd be great for new players. Yeah. So going off, just talking about, you know, since this is a perfect time to bring this up, since I didn't bring it up when we were talking about Dragonfire. So let's say you're playing Ruby in Emerald, right? And we'll use two cards that we know exist, Dragonfire and Corella, right? So you can activate Dragonfire, banish Corella, and then activate Corella's effect to return chosen character to, uh, player's hand so there's already like an interaction that you can do using two two different inks well assuming the timing works that way right but yes. yeah 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 but I'm I'm, I'm 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 yeah exactly i mean we I, I agree with you i think that's i mean we that would make sense to me that timing will work that way and i hope it works that way um, yeah, yes, hopefully, that's a, a, very, hopefully. a very cool interaction where, but that, that your, your, your statement also implies there's a stack right correct yeah, i think there has yeah. to be some type of stack in, in any kind of card game there's going to, and by stack, we mean an order of operations of how things are going to resolve. Um, inevitably, they're going to be two things resolving at the same time or, right. or right. you know, or things waiting to resolve, um, depending on the, how the cards are worded. Again, pairing that down to a base level is very important. But if you go to base, you won't have much of a game, right? Right, so exactly. That, exactly. That's, that sweet spot, as we've been talking about, I think that's a, that's a base of a lot of things we discuss in this podcast is we want it to be interesting enough that people want to play, people want to collect it. 
but we especially for a disney you know new player game we don't want it to be too complicated to scare away new players so find that sweet spot yep 100 cool cool fine there skeff what do you got what are you thinking i'm thinking that keeping it keeping the streamlined is important because you don't want to overcomplicate things starting off but also i think as long as they keep in mind to make sure that whenever they ramp the game up hopefully they're thinking a couple sets ahead of time so they don't make the set they're coming out with now just completely irrelevant when the new set comes out, but I feel like they just maintain the course here and keep moving forward. I think there's a good opportunity for a lot of people to learn how to play the game uh, very easily, and then that'll help allow more people to play within the community, which will grow the entire thing. I I personally dislike the restriction. I understand why it's there. I think it's a good idea to throttle potential problems because if you can only build a deck with two color combinations when you're doing play testing you don't have to worry about three color four color five color and even six color combination decks so the odds are the balance will be better however one of my favorite things about card games that i like is the freedom to express myself using the tools that i'm given so it's tricky like i'm not gonna not play lorcana and i'm not gonna be like obsessed with oh it's only two colors this game sucks i just dislike the fact that before the game is even out and before you even have rules it's like i i can't do multiple colors if i wanted to find if i found something cool and interesting i can't do it well, so, i'm gonna push back i'll push back because a little bit the tool you've been given is two colors that's the tool you've been given i mean so that's not, that's what they're going to they have to have a design parameters right and again you, you've already acknowledged it like it would be extremely complicated to to have an interesting game with multiple factions, multiple colors, multiple types of interactions and test all the possibilities of those cards unless you have some type of restrictions, right? So the the only counter I have to that is when you have a trading card game based around the Disney IP, you're bringing in a lot of people because of said IP. So if you have Stitch in yellow and you have Robin Hood in blue and Elsa in purple and those are your three favorite characters and you can only play two of them, it's kind of like, ah, bummer. Whereas if you're playing, you know, Magic or Yu-Gi-Oh or Pokemon, you, you could do whatever you want. That's totally fine. Now, again, I do understand and agree with the the balance philosophy that, you know, this will make the game easier to balance. But I, on the flip side, don't like the fact that I'm limited to a third of the colors when you have a six color pie option. You only get to pick one or two. And it's like, ah, bummer. So, I mean, I'm. I'm hopeful we'll maybe see cards that span multiple colors that you could splash into a deck. So that way you could still have the two color restriction. But if you have a character you absolutely love, that's, you know, blue and purple and you're playing a purple deck, you could potentially bring them in. I just, it's so tricky because I agree with what they're trying to do, but I disagree with the limitation it presents to the player immediately. And that's, that's my biggest complaint. Any any thoughts on that? I think it'll be interesting. Uh, it'll, it'll just be it's just like it's just the gameplay right now. Maybe it'll change. Maybe it maybe it won't. But I think just giving people not like it's like not overburden them with opportunities to figure out what to play where they just want to like play everything. Maybe just streamline it. You one or two colors, and then maybe that'll change uh, sometime next year. And like most card games, you're not going to have one deck, right? If, you, if, if to your first point about you know I want to be able to it's a Disney game. I want to be able to play the characters I love you can make a deck around the characters you love. And it seems like, obviously, so far, we know Elsa and Olaf are both from purple, right? So you can assume that the rest of the crew from Frozen are going to be in purple. Um, they're probably going to keep the IPs together in that way. You know, and I'll be I'll be interested to see. I think that's what we'll, we'll see those. They'll, they'll be signaled. The designers probably be signaling to us about those color combinations if they go outside of that, right? If we see a Frozen character outside of purple, I, I'm guessing, you know, again, that, that might signal to us that that's a color that they think purple should be paired, paired with, right? So um, I'm excited for that. And, I, and to me, it just stands out that this game is, you know, going to be somewhat, um, ser- you know, again, I don't think it's, I don't think I've got a signal that's going to be a complicated game or a hard game. If anything, I'm, I've had the signals that's going to be a straight, very straightforward and, and base level game. But the fact that they're giving out this limitation to me, makes me believe that they will be taken seriously, right? Yes. That, they, that they want to be able to play test the game effectively. They want the game to be balanced because if you didn't care, if you, you know, if, if you just wanted to, to print money, print cardboard money, you would just say, yep, we're going to print these cards. You guys, here's a rough set of rules. You guys can break them out and, and you know, play them wherever you want. And we're, you know, we haven't really, te- we haven't really 
tested these combinations out at all. So um, to me, it's it's a very exciting thing to see that they actually are limiting the interactions in some way because it's just the, the more cards you have, the more sets you have, the harder it's going to get to balance all these things. Um, as we know from Magic, Flesh and Blood, Yu-Gi-Oh, all these games, like the more cards you add in, the more possibilities you have um, for for broken cards, broken combinations. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And I'm I'm interested to see how they keep the game interesting and unique with a, a two ink limit, but there's a lot of opportunity. There's a lot of possibility and I'm really excited to build as many decks as possible based on what is available in the first set. Uh, hopefully it's a nice big chunky set. So we'll have to wait and see, but so this has been a fantastic conversation about Lorcana. I'm really, really excited to see what comes out from the, uh, the Disney Lorcana Twitter page and social media team, because even with you know two announced cards and a little bit of a spoiler given out to Nive, we've got so much potential to talk about, and it's it's really really exciting and really encouraging that the team is actively giving us a little bit of a hint and slowly providing us with more details about something that's pretty darn exciting. But before we close off the show, we've got a quick question on Twitter from Nate, the Illuminator. And if you're listening and you've got a question you want to hear on the show, you can contact us either on Twitter. We also have a Facebook page. All of them are at Lorconicast. Super easy to find. But Nate asks, how many cards do you think the deck limit will be for Lorcana? Are you thinking 40, 60? And I know we don't necessarily know the exact number, but the fact that we've gotten more information, we've gotten the two ink restriction, I think we have enough data to start to kind of accurately assess what we think would be a healthy deck size for this game. So what are your thoughts? Yeah, so we discussed before, I think we've talked about, a, you know, magic standard card size is about 60. Why well, is 60? A lot of these card games have between, you know, 60, 40, 80 or, or card common numbers for like, you know, and depending on like the mechanics of the game, we're talking about between 20 minutes, 40 minutes per game of this of a card game. Magic includes in it the resources, the, the lands, right? So um, again, we're going with the ink theory that these would be outside and these would be a separate deck, not from your playing, from the cards you're playing. So I'm leaning towards about a 40 card deck size. I think, you know, with the inks, we bring in 15 inks or whatever, about that much, 40 cards, that will be about a, a pretty fast game, like about a, you know, 20, 30 minute per session per actual individual game, um, which is pretty good for, you know, entry level, keep people attention, fast paced. Um, the other question we have to answer, you know, we don't know, we have no idea is about how many copies of a card you have. That makes a difference as well, too. Right. So, again, with 40 card decks, you may, you may have a three card limit. You may have a two card limit. Um you may have maybe it's all singleton. That'd be I think that'd be unlikely, but it could be. You can only have one copy of each card of your deck. So um, go back to the, the listener question. I'm, I'm leaning towards between forty and sixty, more more on the forty side. Maybe I'll say fifty, just to go in the middle. Um, yeah, coming from uh, primarily playing Bandai games lately, um, our number is fifty. So that's the number that I'm, I'm most comfortable with. Of course, you know Yu-Gi-Oh is is I you know to be optimal, you play forty. So again, like. Chris was saying with the the whole ink situation, and again, like we keep re- reiterating with this being, you know, someone's my first little TCG. I think forty is likely, but I I, I would be perfectly fine if it's if it's fifty. So, Sugi, what do you think? Yep, I'm right in the same boat. I think it's a forty card main deck, and then your ink pot deck will be like ten to fifteen cards, kind of like the Dawn deck from One Piece, just because. Most people complain about the the mana slash land resource system in Magic the Gathering. A lot of people complain that it's, you know, old and antiquated and there's so many better ways to do it. And if you look at some of the designs that the current developers have worked on, they have like the, the Chrono Clash system from Digimon and it doesn't use any resources. You just use a little sliding scale. One Piece is popular right now with the Dawn deck. You've got other card games that use different ways of presenting resources without having to add them into your deck as as a you know deck restriction as efficiency cost limiting you know if you have dead draws and you know mana long and mana screw which we've talked about before so yeah I, I could see two different decks where the main deck is 
significantly smaller, especially since Lorcana inherently is targeting younger demographic of players and newer players who are just buying the game because it's got a Disney character they love. And then maybe eventually you read the rules and you go, oh, this, this game's pretty fun. I'm interested. OK, cool. Yeah. And just and I think we're all in that same area because, again, my first TCG, but the, the more unique cards you have in a deck, the more complicated the game's going to be, your deck's going to be, right? So with 40, again, we don't know about the pairing of how many unique cards or, or how many copies of cards you have, but assuming that it's two to three, which is very common for these types of games, you know, then you have, what, uh, 20, 30 decision points at the most with these with 20, 30 different type of combinations that work together, which, you know, some, some like Flesh and Blood, again, not to put that as the kind of pedal, so it's, but it's a pretty complicated as card games go. You know, you, you have basically 60 card playable deck, but you bring 80 cards, right? And you have a pre-board process where you, when you see the person against from you, you see what they're playing, you can change cards before you start the game. Then, you know, and three copies of a new card per, per, per card. So I think that us going in that range just means that this is going to be more straightforward, more simple for people to get in at the ground level and have a fun experience that lasts for 20, 30 minutes versus trying to like make this really complicated thing that's going to be this huge Voltron engine to win a game, right? So um, I think that's reasonable to say 40, 50 cards, two, three copies of each card. All right, we will see everybody next time. Thank you so much for joining us. If you enjoyed the show and you're listening to us on, you know, a podcast aggregate or YouTube, make sure to like and subscribe so you know exactly when the next episode goes live. Also, check us out at lorcanahq.com. That is where we are partnered up with an amazing team and we've got all kinds of Lorcana content plus access to a fantastic Discord with a lot of people. I think it's over a thousand people. So a great community, lots of opportunity. And we will see everybody next time. Remember, Ohana means family. Family, and that means nobody gets left behind, nobody gets forgotten. The sticky wheels always hidden the crease. I'm so